Good morning, everybody, and uh, Happy New Year to you this morning. What we're going to do this morning is a really strange thing. Um, not just a different thing, obviously, this service is going to be different, and so in that way, this service will be in some ways strange. For example, I'm going to be giving my little devotion at the start of the service, and then throughout the service, we're going to hear from a few other people from our church giving thanks to the Lord for different things that they've had going on in their lives this year. And we are blessed uh, to do that this morning. So in one way, that's one way this service is going to be strange. But in another way, this service is really going to be strange in this sense. We are going to give thanks. In this service, we are going to give thanks, not just for the fact that we have entered into 2021, but we are going to give thanks for what the Lord has done in 2020. Now, I know that that sounds really, really strange and almost an impossible activity for us to do and almost a foolish activity for us to do in reality to give thanks for the year that we have just had, to give thanks for things in the year that we have just had. And the reason that seems so strange to us and so um, abnormal to us to do something like that is when you have looked at, or at least me, when I've looked at the different comments and the different videos and the different memes of, of 2020, you will, you will notice that most of it revolves around this fact. We want to forget about the year that we have just had. We want to, you've, you've seen some of those videos of people with diaries of, of 2020 and, and taking it and chucking it away or a diary of 2020 just being empty. And, and we, we see this year as being a year where, where um, we just want to forget it and we want to forget everything that has happened here. So why would we this morning in Passage West Baptist want to give thanks for anything that happened in that year? Is there anything that we can give thanks for? This is a strange thing for us to do. Well, we realize even in this past year, there has been times where we have an, as a nation have given thanks. It's not actually that strange for us to do that in 2020. The reason for that is this. There was a time during the year in 2020 when when um, we got out of our homes. You remember we were encouraged on RT News to get out of our homes, to go out and clap at 8 p.m. or something like that. Maybe it was half seven to go out and, and clap for those frontline workers. What were we doing in that moment? We were giving thanks for those people who were giving so much to care for many people in our nation. We were giving thanks for many things this year. And so it is not that strange for us to do that even now as we reflect on the year. We don't want to miss this opportunity to give thanks. And the reason we as Christians want to do that this morning is what it says in 1 Thessalonians. I'm going to share with you a passage from 1 Thessalonians, and, and then after that, we're going to hear from others who want to give thanks as well. Just a short time, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Open up 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. And again, if you don't have a Bible, you can use your phone, you can, you can Google that, 1 Thessalonians 
5 verse 16. Listen to what the Lord says to us this morning. This is why we want to give thanks. Verse 16 says this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Isn't it amazing what the Lord is asking us to do? What is it that the Lord is requiring of you this year? What is his will for your life? It is spelled out to us in these verses. At the end of verse 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If you want to know what the Lord is wants you to do this year, it is in these verses. In fact, Luana and I and the family, we were driving around yesterday and it was just amazing to see all those runners, all those people who were in our minds maybe making those New Year's resolutions, the new plans that this year is going to be different. Even even for me, you know, one of the presents I got, the presents I got was this Fitbit because I wanted this year to be a bit different and we all make those plans, don't we? Those resolutions of, of, of we're going to get fit or we're going to do something different and, and, and we realize that. Well, for us as Christians, what is it that the Lord is requiring of us? What is it that the Lord wants us to do this year? Well, it's spelt out in these verses. Let me read it again. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Brothers and sisters, what I want us to do as a church, even this year, for the next few months, is to take these verses on for ourselves. Adopt these verses as almost our theme verses in the next few weeks and in the next few months and in the next year. To rejoice always, to pray continually and to give thanks in all circumstances. That's what the Lord wants from us this year. Sometimes we, we complicate Christianity. We, we nerd up Christianity. But this is the simple call on our lives. To rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks. Three things are the Lord's will for your life this year. It is those. Very simple in theory. But maybe hard in practice. There's one command there that I want us to focus on, and that is in relation to this service this morning. We are called to give thanks. That's why we're doing this this morning. That's why we're doing this strange and unusual thing today. Because the Lord requires it of us. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I want you to remember something. Who is he writing to? He's writing to the church at Thessalonica. And in Acts chapter 17, we are told that Paul and Silas, they go to this place of Thessalonica and they begin to preach the gospel. They begin to preach the good news out to all peoples. And what happens in, in a very short space of time is, is many people turn to the Lord and many people follow the Lord Jesus Christ as their king. 
Well, what happened was in Thessalonica, it was ruled by Roman rule. And Caesar was the king. And so they were upset when people started to say that, started to see that Jesus was their king and Caesar was not their king. And so in a very short space of time, Paul and Silas were persecuted and ran out of the town. And so what Paul is doing is he's writing back to the church of Thessalonica to encourage them in their persecution when they want to say, Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. And so he's writing to people under great persecution, saying to them, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, I know, I know that that is a very hard command for many of us to hear right now. Because if there is one thing that you do not feel like doing right now, it is giving thanks for anything. But what I want you to notice, just to encourage you, there's something specific in this command that we need to remember. This command is not saying, give thanks for all your circumstances. It is not saying that. We are not going to give thanks for our persecutions. We are not going to give thanks for our heartaches. We're not going to give thanks for our depression or our anxiety or our broken relationships. We're not going to give thanks for those things. But the scripture is telling us to give thanks in all those things. And that is a big difference. We're called to give thanks in all these circumstances. And there is a reason I think Christians can do that. Because we have one. Jesus Christ. Who suffered in the worst of circumstances for you and for me. And so whatever I am going through down here on earth, it hurts, it's difficult, it's tough. But I can always, always, always look beyond that circumstance and even in the midst of that circumstance and give thanks for the one who died for me. Because my biggest problem is not my problems on this earth. My biggest problem is my sin. And Jesus Christ dealt with that on the cross. And so I can give thanks to him. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, who has removed my sins as far as the east is from the west and has made me as white as snow. And so from that perspective, brothers and sisters, I can give thanks not for all my circumstances, but in all my circumstances. And so there is something here in these last few verses. There is something here that we need to remember. That is, is why we give thanks. But then how do we give thanks? In these verses, as you come to the end of, of, of the letter to the Thessalonians, there is 
these this these commands after command after command. It's like he's getting this um this this gun and, and shooting all these commands at us. Seventeen of them pile up here in chapter five. At the end of chapter five, there's seventeen commands. Uh, admonish one another, encourage each other, help each other, be patient with each other, rejoice, pray. And one of those commands is is give thanks. And after all of this pile up of commands. What Paul does is he prays for us. He prays for us at the end of this letter. And it is so important for us to remember this. He prays for our sanctification. And at the end of his prayer, listen to what he says in verse 24 of chapter 5. He prays this. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. So so here's the perspective. He gives you all of these commands. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. This really hard and difficult and seemingly impossible command in the situation that we are in right now. And then he prays for us. And he says, he who calls you to rejoice, he's faithful. He who calls you to pray, he's faithful. He who calls you to give thanks, he is faithful and he will do it. Our faithful God will not call us to do something that he will not enable us by his spirit to do. This command No matter what circumstance you are going through this morning, this command is not impossible for the Christian. Because we are empowered by the Spirit to see all that we have in Christ Jesus. And brothers and sisters, this is the will of God for you this year. And that's why I want us to take this on this morning. This week, this month, this year, these verses are going to be our verses, brothers and sisters, for this year. We will give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God in our lives. So what I want us to do with that word this morning is apply it. (laughs) I want us to live out these words of giving thanks. Apply these words in our hearts and lives this morning. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from a few different people in our church. I couldn't ask everybody. I would love to have asked everybody to do a little video, but I couldn't. And so what we're going to do is is hear from a few people, sing a song of praise. I'll respond to that. Then we'll hear from a few more, sing a song of praise, and I'll respond to that. And I'd just like to encourage you, even right now, let us practice giving thanks to the Lord for one another and giving thanks to the Lord for what he's done. So in the comments, maybe you could share being thankful for the individuals that have shared and what they have shared and what an encouragement it has been to you. And maybe in the comments, you could give, you could take this opportunity to give thanks yourself uh, through the comments and we will go through that later. Let us practice what we have taught in the Bible. So many times, so often, we hear messages and we say, oh, that was a good message, that was a nice message, and yet we don't do anything about it. Well, here's our opportunity this morning 
to give thanks, and I would encourage you to take it. So, first of all, we are going to hear uh, this morning from Anne and Igman. They are going to share briefly uh, with us their testimonies of thanks. And then we are going to sing, How Great is Our God, together. So let's participate and give thanks to the Lord. Um, Let's hear from Anne uh, right now. 